I'm CG England. I'm Natalie Stout. Welcome to the Roommates Podcast, where we talk about being local business owners, small town life, and saying yes to new adventures. Welcome back to the Roommates Podcast. I'm super excited about our guest today. He kind of has a long introduction, but I'm going to make it as short as I can. So our guest today is Morgan Kilgore. I have known, um, well, I know Morgan's entire family, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all of them. But when Morgan was born, I was already at Tech. So I haven't known Morgan that long. Why did you look at me like that, Natalie? Because that means I'm old. No, I means I'm old too. It just hit me. Morgan was born. When Morgan, when we were Morgan's current age, he was being born. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. I know. He's such an old soul. So I mean, like, I just am like, yeah, just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. (laughs) So when Morgan, yeah, when Morgan was born, I was already at Tech, but I've always known about him and he's always been like, Everybody loves him. My mom used to say he was going to be like a senator or president or something oh one day. Oh Not dear. anymore. <laughs> Plans have changed. Amen. Morgan is um, a musician. How many instruments do you play? I halfway play a bunch of instruments. He halfway Anything, plays a bunch. Uh, it's not halfway. He can I've, sing. He sent me playing. He like can play the fiddle, like, the piano, violin, whatever. He I plays mean. in a bluegrass band that is like televised. Like uh, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. In the check bluegrass. out check out the Ed Brown show on YouTube. There you go, Ed Brown show. Ed Brown's a local legend in the Sequatchie Valley. He is. You raise like exotic agriculture and sell weird eggs. For this 20 bucks a piece or something way more than that yeah way yeah. more than that um but morgan what i like to tell i like to give our guests the opportunity to tell like how you grew up you know who you are but how did you become who you are today mm-hmm. so you can take it all the way back to being a little kid you're a twin it's a I'm fun a fact i'm Boy, a twin. Girl, twin this is true so you just tell us about yourself well um i was born and raised in dunlap tennessee uh, my mom and dad relocated to dunlap after Dad was called to preach, and um, I was born and raised in small town Dunlap, and um, I'm a pastor's kid, PK, mm-hmm. all the way. So <laughs> somehow know some know how that is. Um, I'm glad I don't. Yeah, boy, I bet you it's have a lot, lot of pressure. Fight. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's pressure, but you. it's good too. It's yeah, really yeah. good because I don't know. It just it's good. It's good responsibility, and you you learn how to deal with people, all all kinds of people, all kinds of different walks, and you get to see how to treat people. And, That's wonderful. And minister to people. So that, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, went to school at Squatchy County High School and graduated from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely did not really do my work or anything. I just kind of <laughs> went to school. It was a huge social experience, really. I just yeah, I loved same. everybody. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Natalie can relate. I can relate. I, I was in marching band. That's right. And it was, I had a good time in marching band. I came and watched you at a concert right before COVID hit. Oh, yeah, you did. You performed at Tech. And I was like, oh, some Dunlap kids are coming. And so I came and then COVID hit like the next week or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Darn it, COVID. It was my last like social event for the vid. Yeah. So keep going, Morgan. Keep telling it. Tell us. Tell Um, us about. uh, Tell us about. First of all, let's talk about your family for a second. Mom, dad, sister. Yeah, my mom and dad. Sister. And I have an older brother named Mason. Okay. My younger Mm -hmm. sister's Marley and mom and dad are Eugene and Lisa. And how many minutes 
um, younger is Marley than you? Uh, Marley is four <laughs> minutes older. Than oh, she's four minutes older yeah. than you. You had to bring okay. that up. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's like four minutes. So, so you're technically the baby of the family. Yeah, I'm the baby. Uh, yeah. That explains a lot, Morgan. That explains how many Morgan love each other. We, yeah. we get each other. The yeah. baby of the First family. First of all, I think it's also important that I say that I introduced Natalie and Morgan three weeks ago and Morgan's already literally getting his real estate license, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of his future. Let's uh, um, keep going. So keep going. So kind of tell us, so tell us about, tell us about now since you've told us, you know, you're one of five, a family of five. Tell us about, uh, tell us about the event in your life that just changed your world. So yeah, you can't, you can't go on a podcast with me without telling you about um, all the, the, the big things, you mm-hmm. know? So, May 18th of 2021, um, I was on my way. So this is kind of a crazy story, but the night before, me and my friends had just ordered like 150 ringneck pheasants. Like, (laughs) and so. But y'all were going to hunt? We were going to raise them and uh, I got into like tie flying for fly fishing and stuff like that. So I was going to use feathers. I'm saying right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. speaking French. Weird caveat thing. Uh, Not caveat. My, my, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so my parents had COVID in the camper. We were living in a camper because we were building a house. That's right. Everybody was super duper sick. Like super sick. Living in a camper and, on the land where y'all were building the house and mm-hmm. everybody has COVID. Yep. Okay. Everybody had COVID, the COVID camper. And this it was, was um, like COVID didn't have the vaccine yet, right? Like COVID no, was still, like COVID, are we going to die? Yeah. yeah. And then um, my family needed some stuff and we had made them, my other friends, I'd went over and we made them some soup and stuff. And, and then I went home, I had to do some stuff, help dad and... Um, on the way to my friend's house after dropping off the stuff, I was in a car accident. And um, that was super scary. Um, and I was on my way to their house and just ran off the road, just wasn't paying attention. And the next thing you know, um, excruciating pain, you know, my I couldn't feel my left leg. Were it you was, awake? I was awake mm. for about probably 40 or 45 minutes. Until Who found you? So that's that's so cool. Um, I had wrecked right in front of an older couple, uh, Weedy and Mr. Birdwell's house, and they're they're I love that uh, amazing. Like, sound like good country people. They're just good old country folks, and so I had um, I was yelling and screaming and honking my horn, and Mr. Birdwell come down the hill, and in his overalls, like just panicked, you know, like, and I just begged him, "You got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here," and just screamed and cried like you have to help me and he ran up the hill again and went and got a crowbar and tried to pry open my car door while the first responders came and it took so long for the first responders to come because Sequatchie County Mm. thought Grundy County was responding and Grundy County thought Sequatchie County was responding and this happened I mean it's there's nothing out there there's nothing out there like it's a miracle we could call people it really because truly there's is. no service right where i wrecked at all it's so, off 111 on 399 wow and it's there's nothing so mr birdwell come down and weedy had called the um called the people and been like you know you got to get here and they they took forever no first responders uh, the first man pulled up and or it was a woman and she said um, you know, what, what can I pray with you? And I remember, uh, looking back and her son, I went to school with her son and he was, he was on the ground and he was praying 
and this woman had prayed with me and um i just remember like i remember feeling like everything was going to be okay after that you know you know you know in that moment you knew that huh yeah even through that because you've been sitting there for how long probably 15 minutes (sighs) 20 minutes of just the worst pain yeah. yeah. And well, my leg, I had propped my left leg underneath my seat. And when I had crashed, my, my sternum was touching my steering wheel. That's how close I was. Mm-hmm. And I was in a Ford F-150, an older model too. So it, I, it's, and, and I had crushed my le- leg and I had tried to get out and I pulled up, this is getting really graphic, but That's I'd pulled up and pushed on the console and pulled up on the little handle thing. And my femur was broken too. Mm-hmm. And I felt it like mm-hmm. pop oh. up. Yeah. So, and then I sat back down and. Were you life flighted? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, after, um, that woman came, another man came and said, can I do anything for you? I was like, I really need to call my dad. Like I need to tell him what's going on. So I called my dad from the stranger's phone and was like, dad, I can't feel my leg. Like I'm in a car wreck. If you take a left on our road, you'll see me in just a mile or so. So he came with my sister that was traumatic. Mm. And so <clears throat> the jaws of life were in Colmont, which is a, a few like cities over. Mm-hmm. So they finally got them and the ambulance came and then, um, they had, they had sedated me and then, um, they put me in a black shock bag and that was really scary for my sister cause she thought I was dead, oh you know? Gosh. And they had to explain to her that it was just because I had lost so much blood, I was getting really cold, and so that's why they did that. And then they put me in the helicopter and flew me to Erlanger, Erlanger downtown, Okay. which I had the best experience with their trauma unit. It was awesome. This is who Morgan is. He's telling this story, and he's like, I had the best experience with the trauma unit. Like, that's who he is. <laughs> yeah. That's... I mean, finding the gold and everything. I mean. Yeah. It was, and I became, like, best friends with my nurses and everything. I'm not surprised. And um, so I woke up in the ICU. And there's my mom and dad and my brother, <clears throat> or I don't know if I don't know if my brother was in there or not. But I remember like um, waking up and my dad like moved the sheet back. I asked him if I got to keep my leg, and he like moved the sheet back, and my leg, of course, was amputated by then. They tried to for two hours to save it. Yes. So I was getting blown up with text messages from everyone in the Sequatchie Valley. Pray for Morgan Kilgore. Here's a specific prayer that we're yeah. praying for, for him to be able to keep his leg. Yeah. Like yeah. people that I hadn't talked to since like high school were texting me. Like yeah. It was crazy. Uh, the amount of people that were out there just doing stuff. It was just crazy. So dad, dad did the sheet thing. And I was like, they said, I said, that's unfortunate. That's what I that's said what when he moved the sheet back. But I don't really fully remember that. That's unfortunate. You were just on pain medicine. Medicaid. I yeah, I was medicated, like, like, medicated. like heavy. Sure. And was until, you know, day 30, day like 29, How I think. long did you stay in the hospital? I was there for 32 days. 32 days, and multiple I think, surgeries? I think I had 12 surgeries while I was there. 12 surgeries. Oh. What were the surgeries? Like, why so, were you having yeah, so they many? Yeah, they did like some abrevement surgeries where they would like clean it and like make sure. And it was so, my skin was so mangled and everything that they had to keep a amputating more and more so I was like eight inches below the knee and Mm. now I'm like three and a half which is super short for a below knee amputee Mm -hmm. so um that was another prayer right for you to keep the knee the knee because I remember like surgery 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 I was getting super discouraged because I mean I would wake up out of surgery and I had something called a wound vac on they basically wrapped my leg in plastic and put a little suction vacuum Mm -hmm. thing 
on it and to, to keep the blood flowing and keep uh, infection down. Mm-hmm. And they told me that when they had a successful surgery, I would wake up and that wound back would be gone. So every time you woke up, it was there. Every time I woke up with that wound back, I was like, I'm just like amputate whatever it takes for me to go home. Like I'm getting so frustrated. It's just, mm. I can't do this anymore. You know, like I, I cannot fight anymore. So well, day 32, you day, go home. Day 32, I, um, so it was a huge deal with my nurses. I had one nurse that was really mean that day. And, um, I was so, I was so dependent on my IV medication that, pain medicine I was on Dilaudid like a substantial amount it was crazy and they had they had given me more over the course of the whatever because they they had kept amputating more of my leg mm-hmm. so then my nerves just kept getting more and more mixed mm-hmm. mixed mixed up and it was just not good so and you're feeling this so that's why you have to keep the Dilaudid going yeah, like yeah. you can feel that <clears throat> well I think I think it was my brain. My brain kept telling me I needed it. You know, my brain kept saying, "Morgan, you know, without this, you're going to feel horrible pain. You're going to, you know, you're going to be in the same shape you were in." But I don't believe that's true. Mm-hmm. I think your brain tells you things just because it wants to be safe. You know, yeah. and so that's where I was. And my my nurse knew that I like, I love that stuff. So she was like. Uh, my my doctors had come in. Doctor uh, Doctor Jimmy Waldrop I had as my plastic surgeon, and Doctor Domingo was his assistant, which was the most amazing doctor. Doctor Domingo is my favorite, and then my orthopedic surgeon, Doctor Dirk Kiner. And so uh, Doctor Domingo come in. He did like all the the running and stuff, and he said, "Morgan, you're well, we've talked with Kiner and everything, and you're ready to go home." And I was like, "That is awesome! Like, get my discharge papers ready now. I, I'm going home tomorrow." And my nurse comes in and was like, no, you're not going home because of this, this, and this. I remember out of anger, I I took my IVs and just tore them out of my arm. Because I knew that if I still had those in my arm, that I would probably get more medicine. You know, and I remember going through DTs that night with my cousin Grace. And I was like, Grace, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I can't. We were watching Honey Boo Boo on (laughs) on the TV all night long. And I don't think I went to bed till like five or six that night. But Grace ended up with me all night long saying, you can do this, Morgan. You have to do this. You know, we have to go home. And um, she was such an encouragement. And I went through those twice. And they're horrible. They're absolutely terrible. I just got done watching like the Netflix series about the opioids and all of that and the painkillers. So I think it's called Painkiller, the series. And like just how addictive that is and how you can sit here and say that, you know, you were in an immense amount of pain. You obviously needed it more than, and you were like, get me off of it. Like you knew you had to get off of it. And they manipulate you and, (sighs) and it was awful. And my mom was like, you know, my mom and dad are we got our wisdom teeth out or whatever. They're like so paranoid about that, you know. Yeah. And my mom the whole time, she was like, she didn't want me to have to have it, but she also knew like you if I didn't, there's a certain point you yeah. needed yeah. it. And then, yeah. But after so long, they would give it to me, and I'd be okay for like five minutes, and then it was immediately back. So again, your brain, it's like yeah. yeah. And then because your brain, I think it, it just wants more, you know. So it's it's telling so you your addictive. body hurts. So. Yeah. Finally, I got to go home. But or, you didn't get to go home because our house wasn't a, built yet. That's right. So we moved in with my aunt Sandy. No, who is we? Just you. Me, and my mom, my sister Marley, and that's it. My just dad the girls. stayed in the camper okay. and worked on the house all day like okay. a crazy man. But I got discharged from the hospital finally, mm-hmm. and I got to get go home to my aunt Sandy's house, and then. There was a huge party waiting for me. They had a big banner made, like all my friends were there. 
and um, I remember that was a really cool time. All my mm-hmm. friends come over, and we played music together, and I had missed that, you know, for a long time. With your first sense of normalcy, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And it was so hot outside, but I was in my wheelchair, and finally, but finally we had a successful surgery, and, and I woke up without that wound back on, and I was just like, uh, crying you know it's like thank you god mm-hmm. because it was it was tough and it was crazy a, a friend of ours that we had known for a long time was my outpatient nurse that day mm-hmm. and he had finished up his shift so he got to wheel me up Aww. wheel me up in my bed you know and tell my parents the good news oh, wow. which was super cool yeah wow. and um went to, we went to aunt sandy's i kind of backtrack a little bit but we went to aunt sandy's and Aunt Sandy had just opened up her home to us, and it was it was crazy. It was a crazy time, you know. <laughs> no house is big enough for two families. Right, that's certainly true. Yeah, but lots of personalities in those houses. Oh too, yes, absolutely. House. Yeah, but we learned a lot when we were with Aunt Sandy, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I started I started that, and then I got in the process of like healing. I couldn't heal. My leg wouldn't heal. They had taken skin grafts from my upper thigh and put mm-hmm. them on my leg. And, um, one day I had like stretched out my leg because it had started to contracture, which is like stuck in a, in a, like a 90 degree angle almost. And I had, my skin graft had come loose on the bottom part. And I remember like I was almost healed. I was almost ready. And then this huge like wound started, you know? And so I went into wound care for like six months, I think. And wound care did nothing for me. Did you ever have to be put back in the hospital or just... Okay. I was never hospitalized. You were never again. hospitalized. No, thank goodness. Thank goodness. But, um, so wound care didn't work. Wound care was a joke, okay? I, they, I know what you're about to talk about next. You know what I'm about to talk about I know what's coming. And wound care was a joke. And then a, f- a friend of mine, Dusty Soto, was like, Morgan, my dad had a super huge bed sore. And we had went to this um, bee convention thing and the doctor was talking and he was a wound care doctor. And he told us about the miracle of honey and how it heals. And I was like, okay, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. And that what started getting me on like an all natural or a more natural holistic approach to things, which I'm all about now. But, um, she had told me about this honey stuff and just regular honey or Manuka honey. So I chose to go with Manuka honey because it was like, whatever seems safer to me, which I don't use anymore. But, um, I had started using it on my leg and within like three weeks, my wound that wound care didn't touch in six months had healed with completely within three weeks. Wow. The and power of honey. It's yeah. crazy. I it's just, crazy. And it never goes bad. It never goes bad. Yeah. To think about it. Yeah. So, um, I just, I tell everybody about yeah. it because, and I see amputees in public and I'm like, how you doing? I know you're probably struggling, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wounds. Do you have wounds? Yes. I'm not healing, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honey. And I immediately send them the link in my number. Just call me if you need me and you should order this stuff right now. Uh, and I love that. I do too. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And so you, so you get the honey, it, it heals you. And then at that point. Yeah. So we were ready to get fitted for a prosthesis. So where are we on the timeline? Timeline. Six months, seven months, eight mm, months. Let's see. 
No, like 11 months. 11 like months. Almost, almost a, a year. year later. And you're in a wheelchair still. No, 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 no. My wreck was in May. I got fitted in December. Okay. Right before Christmas. Okay. So. But you're in a wheelchair up until. I'm in a wheelchair until yeah. then. That's yeah. just so hard. Knowing you now, I can't uh, imagine you in mm, one. Like, it was terrible. And you notice um, the world's not built for wheelchairs, right? No. world. The world is not built for wheelchairs, yeah. which we've got to fix, you know. We're working on it. Yes. Yeah. One one city at a time, mm-hmm. but um. So, where are we at? We're, we're so you're about. getting fitted for your. <clears throat> oh yeah, so I yeah. uh, had gotten in touch with the Jordan Thomas Foundation in in the hospital. So we're going to backtrack just a little bit more. Okay. So I was in. I was getting. I left the ICU and I got a call from a man named Bob Main, and I had done landscaping work for Bob days prior to my car accident. Bob just happened to be uh, the ex CEO. And founder of Siskin Hospital. Shut the front door. <laughs> Which is a mm. rehabilitation hospital in wow. Chattanooga for you that don't know. It's a huge deal in the Chattanooga area. And so Bob called and was like, a dude named Jordan Thomas is going to call you and you need to answer. So Jordan had started a foundation for young amputees when he had lost both of his legs due to a boating accident in, I don't know when exactly it was, maybe or 2000 somewhere. And... Um, so this is a nonprofit based out of Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. So called the Jordan Thomas Foundation. So Jordan called and completely changed my life. You know, he was like, everything's going to be okay. And we've got you covered. You know, whatever you need, whatever expenses you need, we got you covered. So isn't it crazy the power of someone telling you it's going to be okay? Oh, yeah. He'd lost I've both of there. his legs at age 17. You know, You're and gonna be just fine. I thought if he lost both legs and he was okay, and I, I just lost one, you know, I'll be okay. Yeah. And, um, so Jordan, Jordan hooked me up. He, they, they flew us to California or not California. That's a different time. That's a different story. They flew (laughs) us to Florida to POA Orlando prosthetics, orthotics associates, which is just top notch. They're the best in the world. Really. Um, POA Chattanooga is super awesome too. But, um, so I'd went down there and fitting was a pain. You know, my, my limb was new. It was, it was tender. I had lots of nerve damage. So we finally got fitted and within like two months I was down there again, getting fitted again because my leg had shrunk so much. Mm. And, um, I've probably been through six or seven different fittings since then. Wow. Which is expensive. They, mm. they cost about $15,000 a piece. So and is that with your insurance? Uh, that's that's what it costs insurance. Yeah. yeah. So that's wow. how much you have to pay. That's wow. insane. And I don't just get one at a time. People think you know you just have a normal walking leg. No, tell them what all you um, have. So I have a, like a regular walking foot that I'm wearing right now. Then I have one that I use in like the water and in sand and when I fly fish and when I go whatever wakeboard surf whatever. And then I have a running blade and then a rock climbing foot. And, um, I, I just, I love being busy and staying busy. I don't run. I absolutely despise running, you know, but I do like outdoor activities and hiking and fishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's 15,000 a piece for each of those. And you get so four. $60,000 every time I go. And the and Jordan, but the Jordan Thomas Foundation takes care of it. Well, they, well, they did. I aged out at 18, which was two years ago. Oh my goodness. So, so it's like you, cause you were on the cusp of it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we kind of just now, I kind of just get them by the grace of God. And I mean, Absolutely. they, they get wear and tear. Well, just like they, everything. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't, how long do these last? I mean, a year or two? So, uh, 
No. No. Eight months, maybe yeah. a year at the most. Really? Yes. We had this conversation and I was absolutely blown away. Me and Morgan are going to have lots of conversations. I'm adopting Morgan. I, if I anybody knew did. I was going to know. His no, mom. no. Don't You've make got me too choose. many. Don't You've make got me too choose. many. I already told you. Hey, look at, check, go check our Instagrams out and see if he smiles bigger with me in the picture <laughs> or with CG. Oh, no. Ah. I called it first. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, okay, we're going to stop fighting over Morgan. Morgan. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this is awesome. He's like, that's great. So, um, um, tell tell us about that um, law that just passed in was it Arizona so or New Mexico? So, I have some friends, the Callaways in uh, Arizona, no, New Mexico, New Mexico, and they've been fighting legislation against insurance companies to require them not to just buy a a normal walking foot, but also to buy a activity limb, which it, it, can yeah. be anything, a rock climbing leg or a running blade. And so that's awesome. We've been trying to start up legislation to start fighting that here in Tennessee. I'm down. Absolutely. I don't know where to start or how yes. to I start. I say Ryan Williams, Paul Bailey. I mean, at least a few on the ground floor and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, which we have some great uh, elected officials in our area. You'll have to meet okay. Morgan that you will yeah. really, really like. And I would love to get in. Like, it's always been a dream of mine to move back to my town and run for mayor one day. Well, go back to Dunlap. It really was. Isn't that well, hilarious? Why is it not anymore? Yeah. No, because I don't want to get into politics. No. Not even small town. No, I know because I'm too emotional. I'll end up like <laughs> you know, like yeah, they'll be like, well, I'd, I'd lose it one day because I mean, you know, politics it's hard. It's, it's just it hard. is hard. I, I've, I've had honestly after the tornado here in 2020 <laughs> and watching all of the. I mean, Brandy Porter, bless his heart, and Ricky Sheldon, all of mm-hmm. them. They they didn't get sleep. Like they were the, you yeah. know, it was, a, there was the county mayor and city mayor Goodness. and they like were uh, like, they, they were, they, amazing. you don't realize what, you know, if tragedy strikes your town too and you're in that leadership position, mm-hmm. I mean, what the kind of pressure that puts on you, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, which no I know, I mean, like, it's just, I digress, yeah, I but know. we need to fight that yeah absolutely so getting that started and uh, jtf has just been a really cool outreach and resource too what not else just, have you done with them so we have um i'm just i'm really involved with like the the kids and i'm a, I'm a mentor in their mentorship program mm-hmm. so we each have like uh, a kid in my mine is um her name is elizabeth and she was um born here but her parents are from russia Okay. And um, so they, they all speak Russian, like very, very Russian family. And they're so cool. And she uh, contracted sepsis last year and lost both of her limbs. Mm. I think she's eight, mm. seven, eight, nine-ish. Uh, lost both of her legs and uh, her, I think it's her left arm below the elbow. Mm. And, um, or maybe above the elbow. So they've been dealing with that, you know, and we just hit it off me and her parents and especially her mom and um she they're just awesome and um so i've been able to mentor people you know and just strangers out in public a few weeks ago i saw a guy and his foot was all bandaged up and he had a wound vac on at um hughes produce in dunlap and was like hey dude you doing okay you know i see you have a wound vac and you know i had one of those and they're terrible he's like i hate them and he's like can't get my leg to heal up it's like you should try out this stuff, you know, and, and told him about our church, you know, and stuff like that. That's who Morgan is. That's I'll talk Morgan to you. Is. If you can talk back to me, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. And even if you're crying, I'll still talk to you. Rub your shoulder and be like, it's okay. This is what's probably wrong and, and this is how you can fix it. And We can always fix it, can't we? 
Yeah, and if we can't, God definitely can. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about let's talk about what God did for your family too while you were building they're building the house. Yeah. During all of this, this is what I love about small town life and small yeah. towns. So so our family, you know, we were we were building as we could go, you know, and and our community come around us, you know, and they raised they raised a bunch of money and <clears throat> they were able to support us financially, you know. Didn't and people just show up? And start people like showed up and building your house people, for you. Yes, they like the people come to plumb it, and they were like, "It's plumbed, you know, you're good to go." And that's like, what? What about you know? Do we what? You know, like here's my checkbook. No, no, it's good. You're covered. Wow. You know, and I don't know how many people know that, but it was just awesome. The amount mm-hmm. of people that come around and and loved and on y'all. John Morrison, he he come and and he he did like the electrical work, and people just did it. Our church showed up and and put in all of our hardwood flooring one day and so cool. Some other people come and they were like getting ready for me to come home. They wanted mm-hmm. me to. They wanted us to be home by Christmas. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, they rallied around you guys it was and awesome. loved y'all and like that. Just uh, the, again, this, we talk about small town life here. I like that's the main part of our show, and yeah. I just love that. Morgan's story of how they rallied around him like yeah. I'm not surprised you know because right. you hear it but that's what makes you love it so much yeah. you know like that's what makes you want to go home and be mayor to all those people, absolutely you know? it's so cool it's so cool so let's talk about why did you come to Cookville how so, did we get you so I come to Tennessee Tech I've been looking at tech for a long time and okay. I was in band and I come out check out the Golden Eagle marching band and I just loved it loved the campus um, I was doing ag for a while and doc- met Dr. Finwald and the ag department stuff. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I love this place. Then um, my buddy, Buck Honeycutt, moved up here several years ago, a nursing student. And um, they had a position open in their house. And rent's, like, super cheap. And it's just a, it was a great opportunity. And I was like, Mom and Dad, I'm moving, you know. And I told what them way ahead of time. Say? Mom and Dad were like, you're not ready. But, <laughs> okay, you're going to do what you want to anyway. Smart. And they're going to watch this, yeah. so. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I love it. It is okay. That's what parents, They're protecting you, know? you. They're trying to, you know, they're like, oh. But yeah. you were so ready. I mean, I bet when you were 10, you were like a 30-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you I'm know. I'm like an 80-year-old. Like, I think so. they really like, are. I really think that like, you know, they, you're their Maybe baby. they weren't ready. But they, they weren't ready. Right. They're worried about like Sorry, the discipline Lisa. thing. The discipline thing with school. Because I'm so bad at that. that's every parent, though, when their kid goes off to school. Because it's like, you got... Are they going to go to class at 10? It's right. on you to wake up to be in class. Yeah. It's on you to it's do like your homework, you but you have all this freedom. Yeah. So, yeah. like, how's it going? I mean, we're just very early on. Yeah, it's fine right now. It's, yeah. I don't really know what's expected of me yet right. too much. You'll learn. But, you know, I'm, I'm a syllabus guy. I love yeah. the syllabus. You know, just look at it. God, I haven't yeah. had the word syllabus in forever. <sighs> you probably didn't want to be reminded either. Uh, no, like your syllabus. Class syllabus, what oh. all you were going to learn the whole semester you were there. Yep. professors are so weird, too. I know. They're just but, so different. You know, the, I well, love that. I think sometimes, like, it's just, they're just so smart. I mean, yeah. they're just so Absolutely. brilliant that, like, we can't have, like, because like they I just. I need you to communicate it down here with yeah, me. But they yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a dig at them. Because let me tell you something. I couldn't imagine getting up and, and yeah. teaching every day, mm. you know. Like, because I'm one of these, you know, people have learned real estate under me. But really, all they've done is watch. They've watched me. Yeah, you know, taught. like I'm just, yeah. yeah, I'm not up in front of a class or I'm not, you know, like yeah. great trying to show them something without just watch me. Yeah. You know, so it's a completely different type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, what are you studying? Like, so, what do you think you want to be when yeah, you grow up? So, I'm studying biology at Tennessee Tech. Y'all already know I'm going to Tennessee Tech, but I'm studying biology <laughs> with environmental science focus. Mm-hmm. And my goal with that is um, to work in like environmental protection or environmental policy 
for some either like a power company mm-hmm. of some sort like uh, wind power or like hydro dam stuff or or nu- even nuclear power how did you get interested in that so I had talked to a friend and um, I was like I'm I've got a degree in biology and or I'm getting a degree in biology and I don't really know what I want to do so they were like, why don't you consider this? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I had, I had worked at a guy with a bank at the bank who was going to school and he had got an, uh, a, uh, not apprenticeship, but a internship, internship. Mm-hmm. yeah, with a company. And he was going out like taking samples and doing tests and determining whether soil was okay for whatever species of animal and stuff. And I was like, that is so cool. Okay. And then there, there's like a really like legal like environmental policy side of that too with like regulating companies and mm-hmm. things like that so that and interested you it interests me and there's so many companies that get away with way too much stuff you know yeah. people talk about you know going green this that, and the other and if you know the population itself of people aren't affecting the planet as great as these huge corporations that yeah, aren't yeah. affected by anything mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i'm going in cool and uh so then yeah. you, you come here a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, hey, I want you to meet my friend Natalie. <laughs> and then y'all at Crawdaddy's bonded, and now she's your cookbook mom, apparently not me. And you're already currently getting your real estate license. Yeah, so Natalie said at Crawdaddy's, hey, if you get this, I got you covered. So I was like, why not do this? She doesn't I, do that a lot. I would just like to yeah. go on the record well, to say that. Well, you just meet Morgan. and he and, and, and CG is like, you are going to love Morgan Kilgore. You're going to, and CG knows me like the back yeah, of her hand. I'm like, you're literally and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm sure he's going to be like everybody else I've met with CG's. I do end up loving who CG says, but I meet Morgan and I'm <laughs> like, well, there is my next Mitch <laughs> Copeland right here on Tilt. Except, well, you're going to meet Mitch, and you, Mitch is definitely going to try to steal him from us, too. Great. Like, because he's going to be like, uh, Natalie, like, he needs to be like, yeah. uh, Mitch is super cool dad and friend of mine. Such and a he's, dad. A, he's a top producing agent <laughs> oh, wow. in the real in, in the real estate world but you have at just the, at the firm at no? the realty yeah. firm yeah oh, wow. yeah cool um and you're gonna meet him and you'll meet all the other people like who are there but morgan just has it's just morgan like him has it he walks up to people who are like you know who who do have like if he notices like you have a wound bag like hey like how are you like in real estate it's all about just mm-hmm. making conversation with people so morgan's gonna make eight billion dollars i mean <laughs> oh, he's gonna have oh, y'all be watching out for the, the and, realty firm dunlap and in then the future I, and then i'll like travel the world and like go to crazy yes. places yes with your billion, oh, i love that and i love that the most about him guys when i tell you this kid's faith like he like you warm my heart when you're around me because like you can tell the love of God is around you. Well, and like I've I really, I've got a lot to work on though. Well, we all we do. All we do. all do. But you're so like just great the about thing it. Is like you don't. You're not just like Jesus is the. You know, you're not yeah. screaming about it. Yeah. But you you have, shouldn't have to scream Jesus. You shouldn't, and you have this like vibe that attracts people to you, and they want to be around you. He's and then they're like, like Clark's family. They live like Christ, and so you see that. Like yeah, you see you him. Like you feel that. God through you. Like that's a huge thing. Like you, want this you morning, know. Yeah. This morning, I was I went to like a not a men's Bible study yesterday. It, it was a study group, but we didn't actually get into the word yet. That's like for next week. We've not officially started. So it's like a meet and greet thing mm-hmm. on campus or no at a guy's house okay. near us on Mississippi. So, um, they had, um, 
I talked to this dude. It was just me and him till like two thirty this morning. About Jesus? Yes. And wow. we he told his story. I told my story, you know, and it was crazy. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. I don't think I've ever witnessed God or felt God in that way ever in my entire life. Wow. I love that. I love that. It's crazy. And like, we come from like super conservative Southern Baptist. Like Mm -hmm. if you raise your hand, you're frisky, you know, (laughs) like what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And the things we're talking about, you know, what the spirit of God can do and everything. It was just, it was crazy what this Mm -hmm. dude's done from experience. But I plan to go to India, uh, June of next year. And this dude was like, I want to go with you. And I was like, let's go. So like, we impulsively like, yeah, we're going. Absolutely, 100%. Do you think that your experience um, changed your view of how you live your life or your view of the world? Or? Yeah, it kind of flipped me. Kind of like flipped me over. Okay. Sort of. Like I was, I would have probably stayed in Dunlap forever. Like I love my town. Mm-hmm. I would have stayed in Dunlap. I would have. Been I happy. Know, I don't know if I would have been called to preach, but I would have been happy. Mm-hmm. I would have built a house like super close to my parents probably. Not to say I won't do that. But sure. You can always go home. Yeah. Home is home, you yeah. know, and I, I know it'll always be that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got my car wrecked and my mind was just like opened. Once I got better, I got healed. Uh, clarity came, you know, of why everything happened. And I just like, I'm ready to go. Like, I just got to go. Yeah, like wherever it is. Yeah. If it's Ghana, if it's China, if it's Russia, I don't know. I, I'll go. Like if you say, right. Morgan, this opportunity arises, you know, I think God opens all those doors. Mm-hmm. You know, God isn't this huge voice in your head. I mean, he can be, but he's not saying, Morgan, go to the refrigerator and get <laughs> get milk and, and have cereal tonight for dinner. No, yeah. God's saying, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to eat tonight and Oh, that's a crazy analogy. We won't say that. But, uh, you know, God opens doors. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been wanting to go to tech. Hey, Morgan, there's a spot. A guy just moved out and rent super cheap, mm-hmm. you know. Here's, yes. here's the way. Yeah. Listen. Hey, CG or Morgan, CG said, come out to eat with Natalie and meet Natalie. And stuff opened with you. Yeah. And doors mm-hmm. opened. And, doors open. Um, like, and I think it's crazy. You know, I've been planning to go to India and the second day of class, uh, two Indian guys sat right beside me on my left and on my right <laughs> and they have been awesome I and love so it. and they're coming to church with me Sunday I and they're it. Hindu so yeah. I'm going to be able to witness to them and talk to them and it's just it's just I don't know God does little things you know in the Bible it says that a, f- a fool seeks signs but I think you know a lot of people take that I think people foolish people seek those signs and want to find those yeah. But I absolutely think that God shows us things uh, mm-hmm. to reassure us and to comfort us and to let us know everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and to say, hey, you know, like you're going in the right direction. It's a peace, a feeling yeah. of peace. It is. It yeah. is. I know that. Wow. So, wow. Morgan, thank you like for coming on here, for being so like open and honest with mm-hmm. us about everything. I think I've cried more this episode than I have any other one. I don't one know that, that we, you've, you've even cried in the past. Oh, I think this teared up, but this was just, this is, you know, because again, you just see it from this side now and then just to hear him say and like Morgan, everything. So I'm 20. He's yeah, 20, he's 20 guys, guys. And he has this yeah. outlook on life. Like, I be looking for him at the future, guys, at the Realty Firm. How do we find you on social media? Because <laughs> you post a lot on your Instagram you about your journey. Uh, Kilgore Morgan 21. 
That's Kilgore, pretty, Morgan, twenty-one. I awesome. think, or Morgan Kilgore, you'll find me, and I'm going to I'm going to California in October. Okay. To uh, for a Bethany Hamilton retreat, I was selected as a leader this year, so I'm super excited. That's a big deal. It's like a, a you know Bible Bible retreat thing, and we and we surf and we eat good food and we talk about Jesus. It's a really I love good time. It. Yeah. I love it. So wow. that, and well, I have to give a huge shout out to my parents too. You know, and that's that's the reason. I have my outlook and the way I see things the way I do, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. want to say I'm like one of the last that's raised like this, but my friends and everything, yeah, they're they're, they're, they don't see things like we do, you mm. know, it's that's sad, awesome. but that's awesome. You're there to, to witness to them and just be that, that, that oh, yeah. love, and it's such so. a blessing. It's such a yeah. blessing. I'm so excited that we have Morgan in Cookville Me too. and even if Cookville is just a small part of your journey to wherever God takes you, like I'm grateful for this. This town is awesome you. though. It really it's freaking is. Awesome. Yeah. And you're it. soaking it up. Like you're taking advantage of opportunities. Like, oh yeah. I was at my store after hours watering all my plants and I look over <laughs> and I see Morgan watching a concert at the park my father-in-law was the drummer at the concert and so I just looked over and I literally just saw Morgan like out of everybody in the amphitheater and so I walked over and I mean that's just cool you're you're getting out and you're meeting people and you're not scared to try new things absolutely not check out big band sound orchestra guys (laughs) shout it out (laughs) big band sound orchestra moondog wade england is the drummer anyways Um, thank you so much for being here morgan we greatly appreciate you sharing your story and that's how you help people is by sharing your journey so thanks guys thanks thanks for joining us today we'll chat with you again next week